keep Rayman Digital on the air through 2020 by pledging to our Patreon page. Uh, your continued support allows us to continue to make great content and offer even better features in the future. Help us keep the lights on in the studio by pledging one to ten dollars a month. Go to patreon.com slash Rainman Digital to pledge. Fuck yeah. Place is like Uber creepy scoop. Warning. Supernatural the crossroads contains adult language and discussions. If you're easily offended, do not continue to listen. Oh, death. Oh, death. Oh, Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Supernatural The Crossroads. And today we are talking about Supernatural Season 15, Episode 7, Last Call. I am your host, as always, Thomas Cowley. Joined with me is Ryan. Sir. Michael. Hello. And Avi's with us tonight. Hello, Avi. Hello, boys. Oh, nice. Nice Crowley reference there. So this episode, let's get right into it. We had writer Jeremy Adams... Fleshing out the God-Sam connection just a little bit more. And we had a little bit of Dean kind of getting over the hump, metaphorically, as it were. Mm-hmm. Maybe trying to hump waitress. a couple people this episode. I think, he, I think he was pining after both the waitress and, oh, absolutely. and Lee. Absolutely. Oh, so now His he's time like as a demon had him thinking multiple different things. Yeah. They never said what kind of triplets. Hey, listen, it's, it, when you're lonely on the hunting trail, have you guys seen Brokeback Mountain? Well, this is just a supernatural. Version. It's Hunter Back Mountain. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know how to quit you. Then he left. Well, this episode he did. <laughs> yeah, with, with, with penetration. With, with a cue. Pull, he actually pull, said, pull, "I'm ready too." A pull <laughs> cue right in the. Stomach. No, wait, wait, hold up. I'm, uh, I'm ready. Okay. Uh, 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 I'm ready now. <laughs> Can you make sure when the EMTs come? You wipe up the cum. <laughs> oh, oh my god! I just blew out my mic. <laughs> oh my god! That's the worst thing I've ever heard in my life. I don't know, man. He died. He fucking died and came himself as he died. I don't know what that is. Totally not gay, it's but totally not uh, gay. <clears throat> I wasn't looking him in the eyes when he did it. It's not gay. I'm not gay. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh my word oh uh, i might like this episode a lot more than i thought right <laughs> See, look you guys make fun of me. funny memories of this now <laughs> i can make up some really good fan fiction oh my god the porn potential is outstanding <laughs> anyway we had a little bit of dean <laughs> Trying to to get back in the saddle, as it were, and his friend Lee helped him along that way in more ways than one, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Oh my God! Uh, 
giving him a little bit of a reminder as to why he does what he does, why he's done it for so long and why he needs to continue doing it. And it's a relatively simple episode. I think overall, not very complicated. Nobody would really claim it would be. There were some writing liberties that were taken with various different plot points throughout that honestly at times feel a little bit odd, but overall the story did the trick to get us to get our characters, if not us, set for the mid-season finale. They had a, they had a, you know, knuckle bite or a nail biting victory in a the pillow, beginning. A pillow biting, a pillow biting, <laughs> good time. They had a nail biting victory at the beginning. They had some downtime where things were all kinds of shitty, and now they're taking the chance to get reset, reset the board in order to actually take the fight to Chuck, which is what needed to happen before we got to the mid-season finale. Oh, yeah. So the episode highlights what we do know about this episode and what we've gleaned moving forward. We have Sam and God are definitively connected. It's not just, which we kind of knew already, It's but it was more specific as to how they're connected. There's a little bit of Sam and Chuck. Mm-hmm. Oh. Does that mean there's Wait, a little did, bit of Chuck did, and did Sam? Did Amy just come too? I think like, she did. Just <laughs> she did. Is that a fan fiction as she's as looking for? As soon for? as he said that, she started just DJing. She was like, that <laughs> beard against <laughs> Sam's six pack. I wasn't sure if it was her moaning or if it was one of the. It sounded like a, a, a moo as well. I, like, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think it's a little you just primal. Call me a cow? Wow. Oh, no. no. What a on. dick. Come on. You just got a little primal no, with it, that urge. like. If he would have called you a dab, that would have been oh, worse. Oh, that would have been worse. Uh. <laughs> oh, gee, thanks. <laughs> Amy, can you keep it down, please? <laughs> Dude, honestly, though, this episode might well have been called the fuck me episode because uh, everyone was horny. Oh, yeah, dude, even me. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> because Sam and Eileen were apparently now officially a thing, like that close, just the tip. Yeah. Before... Yeah, cock blocker Cass shows up, trench coat and all. Fucking cock blocking Cass. That's his new name, dude. Cock blocking Cass, man. And what a what a twist he's taken as part Angel Mafia because he's going to threaten someone's kid. Look, dude, he's <laughs> doing what he's got. Now he's look, we do, have dude. complained about where did Cass's badassery go to, and I really enjoyed seeing it. See, there's a difference between badass and like evil. And I thought we were going to get that. And I'll touch, we'll touch on that a little bit. You want to know how tough he is? Later. He doesn't wash his hands after he pees. Okay. Oh, come on. See, I I thought we were going to go one route, which we've seen from him before. That would make some sense. But instead we got this like child threatening thing. And there's some problems with that too, as to who he chose to help him out with that. But we'll touch base on that because... That did throw me a little bit, as did, honestly, the return of Sergei the Shaman, just because I, I'll be completely honest, I do not like that character. Yeah, I don't I do. see a ref, I don't see an importance for him. Hey, what if we had a guy like Crowley who is mysterious in his intentions, but was yeah. always fucking us instead? Right. Mm. I get why. Then you why don't would we have this character? He's replacement Crowley. He's never right. done anything of value for them that would Thomas. lead them to trust him in any fucking way. What so you only like people like, that Thomas? have value to you then? That's how you. Who doesn't? Right? Wow. Friendship is value relationships are value someone makes me laugh that's why i like ryan to me friendships are selfless oh eat a dick okay (laughs) (laughs) 
And we also got a little bit of what a lot of fans were probably happy to see or enjoyed to some extent. Dean can, in fact, sing. And his friend Lee Webb uh, has a Zach Morris moment when he talks to the audience and reminds us that Jensen did something once that was a blooper behind the scene, but totally also happened in real life. (laughs) You guys should have watched the bloopers to get that. (laughs) Yeah. I yeah. have expected Mario Lopez to pop into the scene and call Jensen preppy. Just freeze and then frame ask it. Jesse to the prom. <laughs> no, Jesse was too bad, too busy taking pills. Oh, remember that episode? Oh, that got dark. Yeah, well, she was. Didn't she take pills because Zach was being an asshole she to was, her? No, she was taking speed to test uh, for a test. Oh, that's right. Now we just call that, you know, can we just, can we review riddling. that show? I feel like that show is infinitely better at this now, point. Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> that bad. More socially relevant. <laughs> Let, letting the uh, the opinions fly a little early. Oh, my bad. I forgot we're not into the body of the episode yet. Yeah. So I with that. Body. <laughs> Sorry. My word. Anyway, with that, Ryan, can you give us a synopsis hey, for this look, episode? It's an actual synopsis. <gasps> All right. While working on a case to clear his head, Dean runs across an old hunter friend. Castiel returns to the bunker with a way to possibly track down Chuck, which leads to dire consequences for Sam. Thank you. They must have been. They must have heard me bitching about the synopsis because that's an actual good one. I, can they hear us about bit? About, never mind. No, don't no, even say it. it. Don't even say it. There's no need to say it. All right. Now this one was written by Jeremy Adams and directed by Eamon Catterally, and it's a bit odd to me. Simply, it feels a little bit odd, but I think that's mostly because Jeremy Adams has only ever done this and the Scooby Natural. He's he's basically the intern on the team. And that's no like disrespect to the person. Everyone's got to start somewhere. He doesn't. He just doesn't have any other supernatural credits. So it was I'll odd be because some you. parts felt really good, and then other parts feel just awkward. Go awkward's, ahead, Mike. Awkward's a good way to describe it, though. I don't remember what I was going to say. All right, cool. With the Jeremy Adams as the writer for this one. Like, listen, I'm all about giving new writers a chance. Believe mm-hmm. me. But uh, final season. I don't know about that. Go get my coffee, bro. Or at this least is, have him is, partner with this someone. This is final season. Have him partner with Davy Perez. The final season should have been written by all of their top tier writers. Yeah. You're, there you go thinking again, Mike. Like th- Really giving a fucking episode to a new person? Come on. That, you should have been doing this since season 13 when he did Scooby Natural. Where was his credit last season? And let's, yep. say, let's say his manager slash agent, perhaps maybe even the guild... The Writers Guild said, hey, listen, he needs to write an official episode before the run of the show per contract, yada, yada, yada. Okay, fine. Then do exactly what you said. Eugenie Ross Lemming and Brad Buckner have shared episodes for years. Yeah. Why not do that with him? Don't take anything away from him, but give him the fucking chance to do something exceptional when you only have 13 episodes, give or take. Yeah. So, yeah. But this last, so last episode... Going back just a little bit, we we talked about Sam regaining his confidence, regaining his resolve to some extent, and giving him a purpose, a reason as to why he would continue to fight the good fight at the bottom of the ninth when they're down by 10. Because that's essentially where they are. And this episode did a very similar thing with Dean. It was a very Dean-focused episode. Understandably, Sam was asleep for most of it. Yeah. Deliberately. And... We know Dean has basically been, since the revelation that Chuck is back, God didn't just fuck off and leave them alone, but that they are still at his whims and mercies to some extent. He's basically pulled, 
what I think we've all done on a lazy Sunday when we had a really shit week at work. Jack off. Jack off bourbon and cereal from the box. Like you just don't give a fuck. Wait, frankly, do, do you actually eat the cereal with the bourbon? I just, that, Dude, you, no milk. you do you your just... life. There's no rules at that point. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, you do you. And he basically held up in his room, just not really giving a shit, not really caring much and just watching cartoons, which frankly sounds both nihilistic and like a ton of fun. But Does maybe that really? just says about maybe that says more about my personal thoughts. If I knew the world was ending, I think a lot of us would probably end up doing that. But, you know, as they worked this scenario through, we get a couple of answers to Dean as a person as, and to where he's at right now. And it's a question I think a lot of us would have, which is when everything in your reality has amounted to a lie, very much like we saw with Lucifer in season 12, that nihilistic approach. If there is no point, if you know for a fact it's all been a game by someone who's a bored asshole, why would you really start care? Why would you continue to care about anything? I don't think anyone would. Imagine if you had if no you control. truly definitively knew that. Yeah. Then fuck it. You're not leaving a legacy. You're, he could erase your legacy in a heartbeat. You're not working towards anything greater because he's only going to keep you in this, as he says, a spinning, you know, a mouse wheel. I mean, how do you know that you and your brother wheel. actually love each other and care for each other? How do you know your mom ever actually cares about you and your father? How do you know any of that any really of matters real. when you know that God just pulling the strings? So I, I do like that approach they have taken with Dean. The fact that Dean is completely just pretty much without hope. Give him that moment to realize that, hey, listen, God doesn't care. How many times did he say it? They beat us over the head with it. God doesn't care. Someone has to care. Right. right. Which That has to be leaning towards something, right? We've talked before about sci- uh, uh, guest spot characters having to be there to serve the main characters in some way. Well, that didn't exactly adhere to Sam this season or this season, this episode, it definitely plays into Dean's story because his friend continuously asks him, why do you care? Why put in the effort? Which is honestly something that Dean is thinking himself. Right. Why should I care? Why have I not just rolled over and given up? Because even though we know he's been eating cereal and bacon, you know, nonstop lately, he's still on his phone in his room drinking far too much and then driving to, to find a case of relevance, something to do. And it does work because this this nihilistic situation is very relatable, I think. A lot of people at certain points in their lives ask, well, what's the point to it all? Why do I bother? Especially when you have a, not exactly a moment of clarity, but when, when you realize you worked so hard for something, the promotion or what have you, or you thought this person and you would be together for a while, we've had these moments where we get very, very down and very, very dark. But I like that Dean through nothing other than his own, who he is as a person brings himself up and decides to do something with it. Still that, as you said, Mike, somebody has to, someone has to care. Well, and so and he's decided it's going to be him. If I think it forced him to say out loud and, and maybe voice something that, he had kind of forgotten about himself, you know, because there at the very mm-hmm. end, Lee asked him, why do you care so much? And he said, because somebody has to. That's kind of always been 
Dean's thing, right? Like if nobody else cares, I'm going to care because somebody has to care. Somebody has to take care of this. Right. It's his his modus operandi. It's what he knows he has to do and just who he is as a person, his way of being is intrinsically tied to that. Right. And with how that kind of played out in this episode, it does have... It has me thinking, is this actually going to go down a similar direction to what Ryan proposed not too long ago? And I will say, if that is the case, and this is where we end up, we expect royalties on behalf of Ryan and Crossroads yeah, just SPN. Send, just send me, uh, you know, lump sum of money, and uh, I can start my uh, my fan fiction. Uh, <laughs> well, because porn. with the idea that Chuck doesn't care, quote, someone has to. And Dean and Sam have always been this heaven and hell intrinsically tied to each aspect. If hell is categorically fucked right now, does it not make sense that Sam to some extent would help fix that since he's already helped Eileen and he's looking at other ways to help other people? And if Dean, if Chuck doesn't care and heaven is falling apart, someone has to. Therefore, does Dean fall into that category? Will Sam and Dean truly have some sort of cosmic importance by the end of this show? I think at this point and the way the show has set it up, has set it up over the course of Dab's run, you got to have, you kind of have to give them some type of cosmic importance. It's no longer at a small scale that they're just these people that are going to have a place in some chapter in a Bible, in the Bible, this is beyond Christianity or Judeo-Christianity. This is cosmic. And for Sam and Dean to be right in the middle of that and also remembering what Billy said way back, what, two, three seasons ago, seeing the bigger picture of everything and why she's allowing Dean to live and Sam and Dean to continue to fuck things up because she sees the bigger picture. Is that bigger picture them taking control completely of everything? I mean, will they essentially represent new gods of sort or will they be the ones to crush the gods and bring about something entirely different? A place that is void of manipulation, but true free will, because the implications are there. Imagine if team free will actually delivers true free will to everyone, especially with the mention of the key to death. I think that brings up an interesting question because when Billy talked to Rowena a couple of seasons ago and told her that um, Sam was going to be the one to kill her, that's happened. Then Billy, what, last season, gave Dean his book and he now knows how his story is going to end. So I kind of wonder if... And see, we don't actually know exactly how it happens other than Michael takes over him, right? So I could actually see that happening where they still end up being what is written in his book is going to happen, um, just not the way that we originally thought it was going to. See, I think um, see that all makes sense. But also at the same time, the... I would believe all of that and I would go with that line of thinking up until this episode. When they mentioned the key to death, if this mm-hmm. key can open the door to where Billy took Dean, death's library, 
they could destroy that library and give everyone a clean slate or a chance to write their own destiny. And if they were to be, if that's how they end the show, that would give true cosmic purpose and meaning to Sam and Dean. Imagine if there is no destiny. They truly fucking destroy it. That would be the way you end the show. Without destroying the world of Supernatural, allowing it to live on. Because my mind, when I think, how are they going to end this show? It Mm -hmm. goes in so many different directions and almost it leads us to a, a, a dead end where meaning we can never return to the show once the season ends. Right. Now that we don't have a spinoff, there's no reason to leave things where they need to be in order for shows and stories to continue. But this would be a logical course to take because it would bring cosmic meaning to Sam and Dean and allow the world to continue as is. They don't even need to know that they had just destroyed the, the very books of destiny. To me, that's something that would make. It would it could work. It would regain control of Kripke's original plan of true free will. Mm-hmm. The thing that, again, I have a big problem with. I feel like Dab majorly undermined that entire thing. However, it does feel like he's trying to rework it rather than undermine. And if that's where they go, suddenly all he did is reassert the idea of free will in a much bigger sense. Well, I mean, there's been a lot of other stories out there where uh, traditionally a lot of those when man fights against God kind of stories. Yeah. There is that destruction of what they've put in place so that you're no longer beholden to the whims of the gods. Man has its own destiny set before him. Once man got fire. Right. Right. You know, that has been since Greek ancient Greek times to today, that story has rang true. So that could still very easily be the way in which they go about it. Um, I, I do feel like the idea of an actual key to death though, was mishandled honestly, because well, that, that was just thrown at us like a fucking Frisbee to the face. So what exactly good does that do Sergey anyways? Like getting a, a- it, it's not about him. That's the problem. Yeah, that's it's why. It's, that's why it's bad, right? Yeah. Well, because no, no, I get that, but I'm just saying, like, in what the fuck gener- is he going to do? What it? is he going to do with it? Like, you're, you're overthinking it. Yeah. Because yeah, like, I, I don't even think Dab knows yeah. what Sergey was going to do with it. It's like, hey, we need it mentioned. Yeah, I how want can to we get uh, the key of death? Uh, how can we shoehorn this idea in? Yeah. Oh, here's Sergey. Remember that guy? Let's let him do it. It's so weird. So yeah, I mean, outside of the mishandling, mm-hmm. Thomas, because I agree, it was. V- very fucking heavy handed. Yeah. I mean, it was blindingly bad, but setting that aside, the concept yet again, the concept works. It's just the way we got there mm-hmm. is very lazy. It feels like they just pulled it out of their ass. They're like, well, what if we did this? Okay. Here it is. <laughs> Shit and all. Still what, was our, what was in our right. ass? Oh, it's a key to death. Like my farts. <laughs> oh, that's like, it, yeah, I do agree. Mike. I think that I call my dick the key to death. Hmm. That's no, Sam's I'm not going to give you that one. Let not going to give you wait, that. Wait, one. That's Sam's penis. Oh, shit. You remember that for a no, while? I, everybody he screwed ended up dying. Oh, oh that's why we want him to, to bang Eileen. Oh, uh, maybe that's why you won't do it. Oh. Well, before oh, so he's like the, the movie with uh, was it Dane Cook? Where whoever he bangs, everybody gets loves married. Chuck. <laughs> so he's like everybody, like 
They die when he fucks. Everybody them. sucks Sam. Whoa. Oh, oh, baby. No, the idea of a key to death could be very well done. I do think that if they big swollen asterisk, if they do it right, this could come across very, very well. Because with that whole thought, it made me think about those books. And I wondered who wrote these or is this Chuck's rough drafts? Is she unknowingly his secretary? <laughs> well, that's the thing. This is so convoluted now. Yeah. And I'm not the saying. The more questions you answer, the more dominoes it knocks over. Right. We need to start understanding the hierarchy. And that's why I'm getting a little nervous. We're episode seven in the final season. And there's so much they need to explain and move the And they also have to move the story forward. Mm-hmm. So they have, what, 13 episodes left to move the story forward and explain the way all of this works. Because. That is a big question. How does now that we know God is in control of the multiverse, essentially, where does his power end? Where does death factor in? Why is there books of destiny when God can manipulate things? Every time God changes something, does the books change? Mm-hmm. Doesn't that undermine the purpose of having a death keeper, having a, a grim reaper of sorts with that type of power? Yeah. You know, now if we had regular reapers like we've had in the past, then they're just doing their duty and right. they don't question. But now or, that we have this actual entity that speaks and thinks for themselves like death, it changes the entire game. Well, even back then with Kripke's death originally, if it was this force of nature that was a balance to God and right. one day would reap God too, it could work. But the with the darkness being this other yin and yang concept, Yeah, that now then brought about different questions. And when Chuck was a good guy, it wasn't really that big of a deal. But now it has all these other factors. So every little bit that we place along this chess piece has another problem. And how did this all happen? These are all the questions I have now because, okay, so God created mankind, right? How did death ever get involved with the harvesting of souls? Why do they care? What do they come in? You know, it's just if God, they're going to reap God, God created too, angels, right? And he created right. demons. Why do we have the empty? Who created this? Um, what's that called? The Void. the creature, the cosmic entity. Yeah. Why? Where the cosmic entity come in? Has he play? always been? How has he always been when God created all these creatures right. that he's Lord over? So there's a lot of questions that need to be answered. Where where's the hierarchy? How mm-hmm. does it all play out? And it's speeding down the tracks and, and it's going to be real iffy if they can get that figured out. But maybe that's why you don't get it figured out and you just try and get your leg over someone in the bunker instead. As right. Sam and Eileen tried. Oh! Trying to get some, uh, some puss that Dean is very aware of. Yeah. Which I did like that. That Dean, that Dean like his brother, in true brotherly fashion, is just gives him a little bit of a hard time and says, hey, just leave a sock on the door so I know. I'll go around the block a couple more times, <laughs> but that really was kind of funny to me, but it also, it was funny because Dean is traditionally that one and he didn't go down that route, even though he had multiple opportunities in this episode, he still didn't go down that route. Multiple choices too. multiple choices too. next Denzel. Mm. Could have oh, been. Yeah, I forgot about that Could've guy been. too. Ugh. As he stared at him. What was the point creepily. of that? I don't fucking know. Dude. Like maybe, <laughs> really maybe, don't. maybe misdirection. My cousin needs a job. Like, do you think it's misdirection so that we there wouldn't, wasn't there, an, so there wasn't that, enough. Well, so that we wouldn't assume that Kane is a uh, Christian Kane's character is the bad guy. 
because the first thing I thought, uh, unfortunately, when you cast someone like Christian Kane, I was like, oh, he's going to be the bad guy. It was like Law and Order and guest starring the villain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fuck. I guess I know where this is going. That's so standard. But it may be, but that honestly, again, comes back down to you probably should have partnered the intern with somebody else because that feels like a first draft mistake. Well, you had a Here's better this misdirection. Plan. Oh, fuck. You had a better plan before the show today mm-hmm. with what they should have done mm-hmm. with Christian Kane's character and it would have made a lot more sense. Right. And that was uh, to introduce him early on in the show and have, and then him, have him continue give him, to give show him a up. three or four you know episode arcs. Episode 7, 10, 14 so that when 18. he does turn on Dean we're <gasps> like oh fuck you. I liked yeah. you. You were the chosen one. Yeah. You were supposed to not be like Sam Campbell, you dick. So stupid, because Christian Kane ended up being a very good actor and very, yeah. very charismatic on screen, very likable, yep. totally dug his character, and even when he was bad, I was like, this guy's fucking cool, and I feel like it's it's kind of a waste. You guys should have introduced yeah. him early on, gave the Sam and Dean maybe some helpers, you know, and then, then did this story arc. Well, especially because, like you said, he was such a good job he did such a good job yeah i immediately bought that him and dean have known each other for years yeah. i immediately oh, bought yeah. that this guy was a hunter who, who could have been friends with dean because he's living the dream they world had, that dean was in last season yep. with michael they had it, instant chemistry yeah. it perfectly made sense Insta. Insta chemistry. you know it, it worked on so many levels so why take that away from us so quickly when it's the final season you couldn't give the actor a couple more episodes we we make all the time in the world for other fan favorites. This guy did a fantastic job and, and he's written off as quickly as we got to know him to a point where it does have that law and order guest star problem where there's nothing else that can be said. Of course it's going to be him. No one else has been introduced and we're 34 minutes in. So yeah, it was a little unfortunate to see that. Um, Going going back just a little bit, the the Sam and Eileen aspect was the other half of this episode with Castiel also there. And I think from what we've seen here, it it's kind of safe to say, or at least safe to presume at this point, that she's part of the team now, part men of letters, not really going anywhere. She lives at the bunker now. I mean, if you want to bang, it's, it makes most the most sense. Yeah, well, the, yeah. Sex and bacon, like who doesn't want yeah, either well, of those sex things? Sex like fake bacon, it's except not like an asexual vegan, I suppose. But oh. I mean, that'd be the one person. Otherwise, does that mean they don't go down on each other? You're just not interested. Yeah, you're not allowed to eat that kind of beef. Yeah, <laughs> I, don't, I don't, I don't, I don't do that. <laughs> but it, it's safe to assume, I think, that she's here till the end, right? I mean, why else yes. do you bring a character? back to life in such a grandiose fashion if you're with and a keep her, as we made sure as we made sure to make everyone know it was a one-time get out of jail free card that they used for her to just have her die an episode or two later i think you you were with her till the end at this point yeah you can't kill her now it'd but if feel, that's the case it feel kind of weak if that's the case you need to have her serve a greater purpose yes and if that it's a domino effect. If X, then Y. Therefore, if Eileen's going to be around, then she has to have a purpose. If she has to have a purpose, most likely that looks like her and Sam, either what relationship notwithstanding, 
are they possession possessioned positioned to be the next generation of men of letters? Yeah, that's what I was. Are thinking. they the Adam and Eve for this new world? I like that because they're going to bang on every surface in that bunker. Because the way I look at it is th- th- my own theory here, going back and aligning with Ryan's. It, I feel like the first half Me. was really about. Dean taking a more active control over caring about people. Okay. Someone's got to care. Mm-hmm. They're putting there. It feels like they're pushing him into a position of power. I'm not saying a God, but someone like, and then with Sam and Eileen now, it's going to be more, I don't want to say nuanced, but more um, smaller scale, but just as important. It would make sense to, since they paired them up. They're both men of letter legacies. Mm-hmm. If the show were to end with them bringing back the men of letters, that would be the happy ending that everybody wants. All right. So let's combine it with some other theories that you guys have said. So Mm -hmm. for whatever reason, uh, Dean ends up in heaven, in control of heaven, godlike, whatever. You've got Sam and Eileen on Earth uh, doing the men of letters legacy thing. And then we have Mm -hmm. Rowena as queen of hell. I would be happy yeah. with that. I, I think that would be a good that ending. That would work. All that matters is how we get there and if mm-hmm. it feels good. It has to be done. It's got to feel good if you're going to finish. Exactly. <laughs> so stupid. It's true. I though. didn't know what I was going to say. I was like, yes, exactly. Exactly. Yes. Sex. Nailed it. The sex stuff that they do. No, but I, <laughs> I, I feel like it's all, it's all about how we get there. That's it. Well, it's, Whether it's like this we said, is the setup, they're foreshadowing things. I mean, at this point, I, I didn't really see this type of ending for Sam, but it doesn't matter what I saw. Mm-hmm. As long as it works and you brought Eileen back, you can't fucking kill her now. Right? No. And she has to have a major part to play by the end of the show. Otherwise, you're like, what the fuck did you do? Was that just about fan service? Because I can get behind fan service. So long as you use it for the right reasons to serve a purpose yes. for your overall story, yeah. not just to wank in everyone's face. Some people like that. That doesn't mean you should do it to everyone. No, you got to. <laughs> it's called consent. It's a 2019 thing. <laughs> it's only a 2019 only, thing. Only, <laughs> only since 2019. Beforehand, <laughs> we didn't have to get documents for this kind of thing. Yeah, you didn't, well, didn't starting didn't... in 2019, the fun was over, and they <laughs> like verbal consent was a thing before 2019. Now you have to have written consent, so it's a little bit different. <laughs> I, I agree with you, Mike. I didn't exactly f- see that being where Sam's story might end, but it could work because he's always been the one who would, who had a family attempt before with Jessica yeah. in the beginning. Um, and this is what he loves. With, he loves with research. Buckface in season eight, whatever her name was. Yeah. Uh, it's happened before. It could happen again. I could see that happening again look at them where they're at emotionally first off it just makes sense for sam to be the bookworm to end that's his story it ends right. with him he's a teacher in a the bookworm. bunker teaching new people to become men of letters new him leader. and eileen Ian has massive father issues sam does what better too, way to be a father to sam everyone has worked through it look who's always the one uh who has issues with chuck when he first met chuck as god he had it out with him Mm-hmm. And then at the start of what season 13 with Jack and he was crying to Chuck saying, what are you doing? Right. I, I feel like he feels he can do it better. And it feels like that's what they're trying to say. 
because someone has to care. Yeah. And what better way than the the guy who was abandoned by, not, he was abandoned by Chuck, not his father, but had a rough growing up, a rough relationship with his dad to be a surrogate father for everybody else. Because look what they said again, beating us over the head with it, but I liked it. It worked. When, you know, what's his face said, Lee said, you're working on the small stuff. I I, I would figure you'd be at the bigger, bigger scale things right now. now. Mm-hmm. Which and, he has no idea. And, what. No. They, yeah. yeah. But he was like, yeah, you're right. But I care about these small things as well. He's essentially, he essentially acts the way God should act. Selfless. He should care about everything, whether it be big or, or small. small. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sometimes you got to worry about whether they're big or small. They both operate the same way, right? Very intellectual, yeah. Thank you, Ryan. <laughs> well, I, that was actually a shot towards you, Thomas. Like, it doesn't matter if it's big or small. <laughs> and Again, also, you got to find someone who also believes in that as right. well. Like, right. it doesn't matter if it's big or small. <laughs> right. And if you don't find that person, then, you know. This is not going to work out. Yeah, it's not going to work out. You're not going to fit. It's like a lock and key situation. <laughs> yeah, sometimes you have to have the right key for the lock. And if you jam it and it gets stuck, you did something wrong. Yeah. You can't drill it out. <laughs> okay. That's where it fell apart a little bit. <laughs> sometimes the drill bit breaks, right? Right. Oh, Jesus. You need surgery. Oh, wait. We're talking about that. Oh, my bad. I, I wonder what they're going to do. So if, if, honestly, though, that discussion right there makes me wonder about Castiel because if they're kind of setting up something for Sam and they're kind of setting up something for Dean and Rowena's even taken care of to some extent. Oh, yeah, she is. Mm-hmm. What about Castiel? What about his, honestly, when you look at him, his life has just been fucking sad for a very long time. Well, I will say this, the cosmic entity, you guys mentioned that earlier. It did say when you're finally happy, that's when I'm going to, when I'm going to come get you. I mean, that might be a bittersweet, good thing. I mean, because Dean's been driving it home and we've seen him this whole, you know, season so far screw up and screw up and screw up and his power is weakening and he can't do what he wants to do. And he seems kind of depressed and kind of pissed off at the same time because stuff's not going his way. And if, if he finally got that one win and was finally happy and then boom, here comes the cosmic entity and he's gone. It's like having a massive coronary right when you orgasm. Oh, it's never going to get better than right there at that moment. And then it's just done. Right. So maybe that's it. Castle just metaphorically come and die immediately. Oh, I'm myself. Uh, so he's like a bee after like him after and Dean will finally kiss. After he stings you with his dick, he dies. He'll okay, sting like, Dean with his dick and then die. Yep. And then Dean will have his baby out of his butt. <laughs> wow. And then the new happens, Nephilim right? will be born. Out of, it's a half turd, half angel, half human. Wait, that's okay. not how many halves you can have. <laughs> 33%. Sorry. I mean, that might make sense. If you like dick jokes aside, it might be that when he finally does have some closure or a good moment or, or genuine happiness, he can rest finally. So while it does sound like an, a threat by the cosmic entity, there's a chance that that's kind of meant for the best right? in a weird way. Like if it's, if it's just been a road of heartache in a long, in a, a lot of ways along the road, maybe that's, where he needs to end up ultimately. But that would feel very mean-spirited, I think, still. I, I I mean, although Temp 
technically, if Dean were to have some sort of deity like heaven powers, maybe he could do something about it. I don't know. But that's just, again, can you wild imagine conjecture. What, can you imagine what Dean's heaven would be like? It'd be like dive It'd bars be that bar with karaoke. Everyone's got you know, their waitress, genitals out. Waitresses with big old titties. Like, it'd be a great place, man. It'd be a, it'd be a heaven I'd want to go to. Well, isn't that the whole point that heaven's personalized, right? Yeah, my heaven would be weird. <laughs> that's for sure. Depraved. <laughs> that's that's. Be I a, think every time you talk about fan fiction, we get a glimpse of what of yours what my would heaven be might be. Like. Yeah, you're not wrong. Just depraved. So, main story aside, we got a little bit of new lore for this one. We got a new monster this week. I'm, the uh, Arid, a Marid, Marid. Madrid. At it first, looked, I thought it was Madrid. I'm like, that's a city yeah. in Spain. It looked like um, the monster looked like something from like. It looks like a scroll had sex with a creature from the Black Lagoon. Yes. Oh my god, yeah, I it, was gonna say that. Yeah. I, or even like, um, it, what's the uh, what's the movie that came out with the underwater fucking Aquaman? No, not Aquaman. Shithead. Um, oh my god. <laughs> With the Abe Sapien looking dude, and that everyone got pissed because you didn't ever oh, saw the shape of water. Yeah, he kind of you looked, didn't see his dick. Yeah, you never saw his dong, which everyone right. was upset about. It's okay. <laughs> the, yeah, it's Abe's ugly cousin. Yeah, 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 absolutely. <laughs> yeah, it could be. I wonder what his dong looks like. Probably all barbed and shit. Oh Jesus! It's just a he's an airbender, like a waterbender. Oh, it's just a water dick. Is he a water dong? <laughs> you can change the size of it. Hey, six point nine and goes higher than that. The power of H two O. So the Marid is an amphibious humanoid monster, sustains itself by feeding off of the blood of its victims. uh, And it essentially its powers are blessings, which I don't outside of like a gin faking that and demons giving you what you want, but at a fucking huge price off the top of my head. I don't know many other creatures that did that. There was like gods and, and different things that could give you, that with a catch or magic had that with a catch like whether it was that lucky penny or the or the that fountain episode yeah. i just don't understand why you have to kill anyone like just give them some blood and then give me the money dude go to a blood yeah. you can go to a blood bank yourself it maybe comes it back be, maybe it has to be warm out of the body do it yourself and then he's like this is all you get right now i gotta rest up and have a cookie and i'll come back in a couple of <laughs> I days gotta, gotta rest up and have a cookie dude i'm saying there's a, if it gave you blessings, wouldn't you call all your friends over? It's like, dude, if we ever, if everyone gave a pint every week, we can have everything we want. Well, and here's the thing. She, she was, um, she's the only one that hit the news recently. Right. So, right. And from what drunk- I, I remember the, the sheriff kind of gave the idea that, yes, yeah, sometimes they leave, but most of the times they come back. So this doesn't seem to be a recurring problem. So what had he done up until this point? <laughs> gone to the national blood bank and said he's a hemophiliac and he cut himself shaving and he needs a pint i need a pint i wonder if the monster has like a preferred like you know what blood type yeah that's i mean that too kind of brings up a lot of questions because if vampires you can go to all the effort of cows for blood in certain seasons why didn't you try a similar less invasive tactic unless it had to be human blood but Either way, I did like the prosthetics. The the makeup on that character looked really fucking cool. Once again, the team did a great job with that, did, bringing it to life. The practical effects, man, they just fucking look cool. 
I love the lighting on him. I I was glad that we actually didn't get a good look at him until Dean rolled his head out the door. Because I, you know, that that's always scarier. Like, what the hell is behind those bars? Yeah, that was, I thought that was really cool that they did that. And, and it wasn't, obviously the dead head was CGI, but it was cool to see something a little bit different. Now, that is actually a monster from Islamic lore. Uh, a marid is a type of, uh, I'm going to say it wrong, shaitan? Yeah. Shaitan, which are evil spirits comparable to demons or devils in Islamic theology or mythology. Uh, they have, they are manifestations of, quote, evil and ugliness. I believe they have connections to the Christian devil as well. And they're among the same lines as Jin in other folklore. So that is pretty cool that they still at this point, I will always give the team credit for their monsters that they still come up with or find these random creatures over the years. They still have new ideas and new monsters. And we've even talked about ones on separate Patreon shows that we'd like to see come to life or like to see them do at some point. So the, the well is... Just constantly going. Now, they do have some sort of abilities like fortune telling, and they can give you not exactly blessings, but good good fortune in some way or, or tell you what, you'd, what path you might go down. But it's, it's basically a budget supernatural demon in real world lore. So... Maybe not something you'd want to keep in your basement, but it seems like a lot better deal than an actual demon who's going to say 10 years and that's all you get. Right. <laughs> so that was pretty sweet. Uh, we also got an update on Angel Radio and the situation in heaven, which brought up some more questions because apparently Angel Radio has been silent for months. Well, yeah, there's Which only like five concerning. of them that can, like, to talk to each other. Angel I mean, Radio. Do you get on the radio if you can just yell down the Thank hallway? Thank you for calling, caller. Hey, this is Angel Radio. You're number seven. What's the phrase that pays? The 98 point. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> <laughs> but do you really need to use Angel Radio at this point when there's seven of them and you just yell down the hallway? Right. <laughs> what if the hallways are really far away? Like The offices are like... It's yeah. it's not like a, like you guys did like... You know, call in at two o'clock to win tickets. Uh-huh. <laughs> What's a phrase that pays, caller? Uh-huh. 98.3 Angel Radio, where we don't listen to shit you say. Is that a real station? And I made that up. Yeah, but that does bring about a lot more concerning questions that, I, that need to be answered as we move forward. If Angel Radio has been silent for, quote, months... Doesn't that concern anyone when like I like how Naomi said, hey, heaven's falling. Please send some help with Gabriel to get the lights back on. And then Gabriel dies and no one ever fucking tells her. And they're just like, they're still waiting. "Ah." They're still waiting. They're like, she'll figure it out. They're really taking a long time. It's is it like that? Like the Cox communications guy. I'll be somewhere between nine and six p.m. from now until the end of time. (laughs) And then they actually bought that one. And Castiel's the dickhead tech at that point. (laughs) <laughs> who just doesn't show up or call? I'd buy it. I'd buy that for a dollar. Oh, God. Maybe. But that does bring up the idea that you have to touch base on that, too. And does then Dean's idea of somebody has to care come into play with that? We've had hell be ripped open and all kinds of problems with that. 
to ignore open to ignore heaven (laughs) seems like a like a missed opportunity at this point yeah i agree hell yeah brother so with that let's go into some final thoughts here av what did you think of this episode pluses minuses anything that you want to bring up that we didn't touch base with what Um, did you give this episode overall oh man i don't have the uh the, the chart, grade the graphs. Um, I, I you, will have you to want say, me to read it to you? they did, um, they did a good job. I know we were worried about Jensen singing and the crew being the band and all of that stuff. Um, I was glad to see that they didn't make it that big of a deal. So if you did go back in two or three years or somebody who wasn't part of the fandom during the show watched this episode, you really wouldn't understand that they were kind of making a big deal out of showing the band and Jensen singing. So that was a plus. I know we were worried about that. Um, I got to say, I, I ship Sam and Eileen, so I don't really have a problem with that relationship. Um, I was surprised to see Sergey back. Um, I thought he was one of those characters that they screwed him over or he screwed them over and we would never go back to them again. But, you know, I guess Castiel only has so many people he can call now that the angels are all gone. Um, They name dropped Bobby. So we're probably going to see him sometime this season. Um, I don't know. I, I know we kind of talked about how it seemed a bit superficial. Um, and I, I have to agree. I mean, it it wasn't a horrible episode. There weren't huge things that I had problems with. Um, but it, it was a bit superficial. Um, I like that. I think Dean has finally gotten out of his funk. He's realized that, um, you know, somebody has to care and he's decided that he's going to be that person that cares. I like that. Um, we did kind of already know that Sam had some sort of a connection to Chuck, but I like the fact that Sam got filled in on some of those memories of Chuck's, um, from what we've seen him do in the last few episodes, episodes. So hopefully that will give them a, uh, a starting point as to, how they could possibly defeat him or at least he's in his head and they can see where Chuck's coming from and maybe try to figure out what he's planning to do. Um, I mean, that's about all I can say about the episode, but uh, I would say it it was an episode. In your opinion. It was an episode. It was an episode. Okay. So that would be... Anywhere between 40 and 70. I'd give it a 70. All right. 70 from AB. Ryan, what about you? Overall thoughts, anything we missed that you want to touch on? This is uh, the time. <laughs> so so formal. Speak now or forever, or forever hold, your, hold peace. your peace. Until uh, next week or Patreon show. Yeah. Or, or uh, next I'm going to give this a 43. Um, All right. I. I'm with Thomas. I did it. I did. I don't know why you zoom in on me. I don't know why you do that, but uh, I really did enjoy the practical effects of the monster. Uh, They looked really, really good. 
uh, even the digital effect of when he, you know, when Dean rolled uh, the monster, the Madrid or Madrid or Marid or whatever the fuck. Marid from Madrid. Yeah, the Marid from Madrid. Uh, when he rolled the head out there, it actually looked really good. I really enjoyed uh, Lee. I thought the character was cool. I it, it was it was cool to see Dean with another Dean, basically. Mm. Watching Dean almost bro out with another guy that lived the same lifestyle. It, it, but it's we don't get that very often. We always get him and Sam, and Sam's complete opposite of that. And don't get me wrong, I don't it's not that I dislike that. I just think sometimes we need to see Dean be Dean. And I think um, maybe Dean in his element. Yeah. Yeah, Dean in his own. In his bro element. Yeah, his bro. His, his, his kickback element. His bro-man. Bro-man. Yeah. Bro-man. I like yeah, that. Yeah. I, I, so I enjoyed I enjoyed that part of the, the episode. I, I think it was a little bit on the nose, you know, like, let's hire this well-known actor. He's clearly going to be the bad guy. Like, you don't hire a guy this episode, like, how far we are into the final episode of Supernatural to be a character that's going to reoccur. So, I mean, I know they tried to, to, to dupe us with the... With the sheriff who, you know, mm-hmm. thought he could be Denzel, but he's not, Denzel. he's not black enough to be Denzel. So, oops. Um, it might have been the creepy eye fucking he did to every producer and, yeah. and director. So instead of, so instead of like, killed his chances. Instead of the, like Weinstein, Weinstein him, he Weinstein them. Ooh. Right? Yeah. He did the old reverse Rooney. On I picture that's how Ryan hits on chicks, though. Like I, the reversal? <laughs> no, the creepy stare after making a lame joke. Like, hey, what's up? <laughs> they said I could be the next Denzel. Sort of. They said I could be the staring head nodding just a little bit. Zach Galifianakis. I could be the next uh, Ron Jeremy. You know what I mean? (laughs) Um, As far as I I, I don't like Eileen and Sam. I'm sorry. Um, Oh, how fucking dare you? I I don't. I don't. Kill yourself right here. (laughs) Sorry. I I know the the whole entire fandom is, is all, you know up in that but i just don't like it um it was i called it it was too on the nose um i don't mind them flirting and i think the flirting is fun it's the same thing that dean did with with joe i'm okay with that Mm. and i think that with with sam i would have been okay if it was the same type of flirting but at the end of the day he cares for her and doesn't want to get involved and i think that would have been a much better story than them like a much wetter a much wetter a much well, it would have been much wetter that's it yeah, might be fun. it might be getting much wetter here soon when they start fucking um but i just i think it would have been a better story to have sam play the chivalry card and you know not want to actually do anything even though i think he, he should have friend zoned her so i was just text her be like hey um, I know you're in the other room across the hall right now. <laughs> he said, listen, I brought you back to life. Like, that's all I can give. Yeah. I'm sorry. That's almost like the power of life. <laughs> it's almost like coming. You I brought want, you back if you life. want this D, I just can't do that. Maybe she's trying to like, maybe she's trying to get a baby out of Sam. Of course. Yeah. She's trying Who to isn't. She's trying to put Sam on lockdown. I would do that. It's not even humanly possible. It's not even biologically possible. You would pee on a pregnancy <laughs> test and then like, it's yours. I'm like, it's yours. Jensen. Going to Jared. This poop is yours. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I, again, it's, I gave it a, what a 43, 43. It's an episode. Um, as far as like Sergey and all that, I just don't, I didn't really give a shit. I actually liked his character when they first introduced him. Cause I thought he would be an interesting, like, yes, Crowley esque, but they could mm-hmm. use something very different. They can use his culture as a way to bring us something new. Yeah. Right. But that ship is missed that yeah. fucking mark entirely. All right. 43 from Ryan. Mike, what about you? Um, give me one second here. Okay. 
guy take a swig of water. He's been drinking. Um, <laughs> well, let me preface my final thoughts, Thomas, mm-hmm. by saying that in order to combat my own fan wants mm-hmm. and personal preconceptions of what Supernatural should be based on, the based on the last 14 years, I should say, what it, what Supernatural should be based on the last 14 years, I've created a grading rubric. Oh. You brought a little bit of a, a grade, rules to a our system. grading guide. Yes, we have our percentage, but I didn't want our percentage and grading system to be skewed based on emotion and feeling. It needs to be purely academic to make sure I'm being truthful and honest with my grades. Once it's perfected, I will share it with you guys and okay. then we'll all use it to grade. I have implemented because I know you guys are very passionate at times. I have implemented a five to seven percent liberty range so that if you really love something, mm-hmm. you can put in that five or seven percent. Or if you really hate something, you can deduct that five or seven percent. That's not solely based on academic qualities. Does that I make like sense? That. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that allows okay. for some liberties to be taken. So, like I said, if you're if you're partial to an idea or you have very strong opinions about something emotionally, it gives you some critical wiggle room. And the reason why I started doing this side note here is because I have people like Steve who gives everything like a 30% sometimes just because Jesus. he didn't like it. I'm like, no, that doesn't make sense. What didn't you like? Well, I didn't like that they did this. I would have done this. I'm like, no, that's not how you grade something. And then David gives everything 100%. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, so, he does. All right. So I was okay with the general concept of the episode. I like the chemistry between Dean and Lee. I actually liked that entire bit, honestly. Uh, I like them as friends, and it worked by the end when Dean realized his friend was not who he said he was and or who he thought he was, and that he's just as bad as the rest of the things he's been fighting. He's just a big, giant shit heel like everything in Dean's Your life right now. Poo-poo face. Yeah, no one can be trusted. Dean can't get a break. He was there enjoying himself with an, with an old friend, and or yet so this guy ends up being another, another asshole. I like... W- where that aspect could be pushing the story Mm -hmm. as well as with the whole, because someone has to care bit. If they're going in that direction, it does seem like it. We shall see, but it works. Uh, The, the Eileen and Sam idea works for me. If it turns into a major arc for Sam and Eileen, something big. Otherwise it's just fan service from a story perspective. I dig it. From a story perspective, I get it. Mm -hmm. And I dig it. Personally, though, I don't feel like the actors have any chemistry. Yeah. I I don't feel any sparks between Jared and who's the actress that plays Eileen? Her name eludes me, and I apologize. Stern. And I like her. We've said that. But together on screen, I just don't feel the chemistry. I don't, not that I don't like it. In fact, I was rooting for it. But then when I saw it happen, I'm like, yeah, I don't buy it. Um, like the way he kind of puts, puts his hand on her. It felt too preteen nervousy for somebody who's knows that God's going to knock him down any minute and literally and brought this woman back from the dead and not a virgin and not virgins on either side. It felt like he was playing, you know, like when Robin Williams was a young kid in an old man's body. Yeah. It felt like that, like big with Tom Hanks. Yeah. And we've like seen, he's nervous and doesn't know what to do. Yeah. 
That's not the same Dean or, or that's not the same Sam who took Ruby and just showed her what for in season four. <laughs> he did. I'm have, sorry. He didn't have a soul though, right? Not no in season four. Oh, he oh, did. Oh, come yeah, on. Yeah, you're right. He used to have yeah. some some sizzle, some pizzazz. Yeah. Even in season twelve with the with the imaginary the brain fucking of the British chick. Yeah. Like, dude. Yeah. And I what think, happened? I think that comes down to chemistry. Yes. That's probably what it and is. And that's what it feels like. There wasn't a lot. Uh, the Castiel angle bothered me, mm-hmm. though I was happy to see him. He's one of my all-time favorite characters. Uh, but from the moment he arrived, it felt like a big giant dab coming in to add something post-written script. It like, felt like like Cass came in and cock-blocked Sam and Eileen. Dab came in and whipped his dick around all the writing. Yeah. It felt like Jeremy Adams was asked to include Castiel after the episode had been written because he comes in with knowledge about Sam's injury that we never saw him learn or figure out. I I was left wondering how he suddenly understood what was wrong with Sam when we've never seen we were miss it feels like we're missing an episode. It came, what, what it came out of nowhere. And then Sergey, the Sergey situation I could get behind until he dropped the key to death thing and suddenly mm-hmm. the real mechanic of this episode was revealed as Dab stepped from the shadows with his evil laughter. And his knob out. <laughs> no, you gotta do it like Dab. <laughs> Yet again, a tiresome, contrived plot device, Sergey, that is so blindingly obvious that an entire situation with Sam was there just to figure out, or I should say, the entire situation with Sam to figure out his connection with Chuck. That we already knew. Was concocted so Dab can drop the key to death on us. What makes it even worse is that we all knew about Sam's connection with Chuck. Sam already knew about his potential link. None of this needed to happen, but it did. So they can reaffirm that they can fight Chuck. The episode ended almost identical to the one previous. Mm-hmm. When they said we can do this, they already said as much in the previous fucking episode. Yeah. Not to mention how upset I am about Castiel using a child as leverage. Not that I give a shit. No, but that doesn't make sense for who he chose to help as well. It feels way out of character. Castiel being at the edge, you know, at the end of his rope, upset. Tough guy Kaz was great. We've this episode. seen tough guy Kaz. But for him to stoop along with Bobby to use a child for leverage, I don't buy it. That's the thing is that to me, that was very, again, lazy. Rather than have Castiel, who has slit the throats of his, quote, brothers to steal grace to survive and escape in season nine, I think it was. Yeah. Who has... Used Nephilim powers to burn Dagon alive, who has told heaven to fuck off in seasons four and five and stood up toe to toe against an archangel, knowing he was going to get his shit wrecked. For him to to stoop to using a kid like a common mob boss felt very weird. It's very different than what Dean did with Kaya. Yeah, that was in the heat of the moment. That was, listen, you're going to do this. Because it was in the heat of the moment. Has premeditated leverage on a child. Yeah. When he's an angel, couldn't he just go fucking nuclear and kill Sergey? Couldn't he rip into his soul like he did in season six? Yeah. And, to people. And the whole thing. 
with this Sergey's niece thing. Mm-hmm. When did they do any of this? When did this happen? How did he suddenly? It just there's so many he said, questions. You're going to help me tonight. When it comes to Castiel, how did all of this happen? We missed it all. A lot of planning that we never saw. We never saw the leverage. Yep. We never saw him figure out Sam's injury. It was just told to us. Well, that's not how you write TV. Yeah, you don't. You don't skip three or four episodes that we've never seen. The lost fucking episodes that are on the cutting room floor someplace <laughs> at the WB Studios. That, that's the next show. It's Supernatural. The lost episodes. It's, all, it's almost as if they couldn't because Dab, for some reason, can't write seasons within the allotted time. Like we have, for example, three episodes in. That was really the season finale. Mm-hmm. But now he's left cutting out stories i guarantee you that's what happened it's fucking obvious well look at lebanon when that was oh here's the other half of that well, script that's last year i'm talking th- no but i'm saying there's a precedence i'm talking i i guarantee you he could not finish a i guarantee you there was another script where we saw castillo figure out what was wrong mm-hmm. with sam and how he can possibly fix it and because they only have 20 episodes and they dilly-dallied for three at the beginning, they were left with, sure. an, with a script they couldn't produce. Because that whole Castile angle does not make any sense. It's completely just dropped on us. I mean, if they do that again, I expect like a Star Wars scroll, you know, crawl. You know, tell <laughs> us what we missed. <laughs> Meanwhile. Yeah. There's no real other way to explain that one. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, I have no choice. This episode's a 41%. Oof. Yeah. And uh, that's at the edge. 1% lower, and it's, and it's considered get fisted, and I just can't do that to Supernatural. And, I, and <laughs> I'm telling you, I used a 5 to 7% leverage, or not leverage, what am I, Castiel? I did a 5 <laughs> to 7%. Wait, is the leverage a kid? So stupid. I took the 5 to 7% liberty, and I boosted it. Because when I calculated on my graph, I got down well below 40. So I boosted it up because it's supernatural. I just can't, I can't grade an episode lower than that. Oh, understandable. I mean, for me, I, I really enjoyed Lee and Dean. I thought that was pretty good. I thought the actor did a phenomenal job. I completely bought this character. I believed he was somebody Dean had known for years. I genuinely felt like he cared about John Winchester and celebrating those memories and, and the times they had had together. I loved him. I wanted to see more of him. I'm pissed that he got got in this episode, which is something we had said before that I was saying off air. Why not have this character be around for a little bit and then betray us so that we are even more angry and hurt by it. Don't just one pump dump and, and move on essentially. But I did think he did a great job. I enjoyed the monster, the Marid, uh, the practical effects and the makeup on him looked great. They've, the team always does a great job with that and bringing new lore into the storyline with that worked. The Sam and, and Dean or Sam and Eileen and uh, Castiel bits were the problems for me. Uh, Sergey is somebody who I do not care for and I've never understood why Castiel went back to him. If 
this was a way, because when I first saw this, I'm like, all right, they're writing him out. This was a plot thread, a character that had a connection to them. We're just going to be done with it. And I thought even if they got what they needed from him and then Castiel killed him off in a dick move, it would show that Cass isn't fucking around and no loose ends. And we're moving forward to season, the end of season 15 even. Maybe a bit sinister, but he's in a bad place, so fuck it. I, too, had a problem with the using a child as leverage because it was premeditated leverage. And when Sergey says, oh, Sam's dying, I fucked you guys yet again, Castiel should have angel checked him into a wall to leave an indent the size of a man. Yep. Not Eileen being the one who I'm sorry, but guys, I don't frankly care how much you want to push. She's a strong female character. We know that we liked her. We do like her, but having her small hand around that man's thick four chins. I'm sorry. (laughs) I don't buy that. She's pushing a guy who's 300 pounds over her into a wall. When Castiel, who's a fucking angel could have done that and had every angle and anger and reason to do that thomas next time you talk about someone's four chins can you please say trigger warning before no ain't castiel says i will burn you alive and he's not the one to get angry but he has this sort of that's a move from crowley i'm gonna kill your niece if you don't do what i want because i already thought two steps ahead that's a fucking crowley move and it's coming from castiel which i just don't buy because he has the power to do whatever to this guy he easily could have. And more, another thing that's just one of those little inconsistencies that bothered me with that is you asked fake Bobby, who apparently, A, has no problem killing children. He's from the apocalypse world. It's okay. It's a dark place, I guess. Maybe he killed a lot of kids. And who knows? But he works with an angel. I heard, who he, I heard him and Mary had an abortion. <laughs> he what? literally what? <laughs> works with, with a coat hanger. He works with an angel who for his entire life spell. until a year ago <laughs> has fought and murdered against. And an angel asked him, hey, will you kill a kid for me? Yeah, no problem, Cass. I got this one. I don't buy that. You could have had almost literally anybody else Dude, you know do what? that for nah. them. Going back for a second on your Eileen and her being like a small woman. Uh-huh. I, I didn't even... I didn't even pick up on that, but you just got me more mad because her hand can't <laughs> fit around the there man's is, there neck. There is no way she I'm can sorry. overpower that giant dude. I couldn't, and I'm probably as tall and just as fat. Like, I mean, you, I mean, you said it because you were going to. <laughs> like, <laughs> if I didn't, I that Listen, bothered I'm per- me. I'm pretty strong, Thomas, and you tower above me, and mm-hmm. I would have probably some difficulty strangling you. That's oh, fine. Oh. No, like if we were standing uh-huh. side yeah, by side. side. Yeah. No, the yeah, not what butt. they did with her. I think our height ratio, the difference is about the same. You don't have like the leverage. Eileen to, to Sergey is about the same as Mike to Thomas. It it just that bothered me. Yeah, the fact that and you also Castiel have four chance too. So there's that too. Work. It's insulation. <laughs> the fact that Castiel <laughs> knows things like. It feels like you said there were pages missing that Castiel and Sam arbitrarily remember and forget things at different times based on what the script needed. Yeah. They knew these things, but now they don't. Castiel didn't, but now he does. All to get us ultimately to where we already were a couple weeks ago. This script feels like uh, in Screenwriting 101 when I had one night 
to finish my last 45 pages. And then you come back and you're like, oh, I fucked some parts up And I'm up like, here. what am I going to do? Okay, shit. That doesn't make sense. Let oh, me I forgot take about this, the sheriff. Put that there. Let me put this yeah. here. Let me make up this. And I called that Lee was going to be the bad guy from the second he showed up on, on screen because A, unfortunately, Dab's done that too many times. And B, the, the sheriff is the only other character introduced and he never shows up. Like, it was a little too much of that law and order. Guess who the guest star is? It's the villain. That bothered me. Now, while I did like, I didn't have a problem with Eileen and Sam conceptually. I do have a problem with how the acting felt flat at that point. There's no chemistry. If they wanted to get, oh, on you agree e- with that? If they wanted to get on each other, I believe that a stacked couple of chairs is more sexually erotic with getting on each other than <laughs> Sam and Eileen at that point you in that scene. Like had some weird chairs. I think Ryan and Thomas, I think you guys have more chemistry on screen. We though. might. He does not like me, but in like a weird sexual way. I think it needs some weird tension there, but it might actually work. <laughs> <laughs> it, it would be, it would be a very, it would be a very Brokeback Mountain vibe. Yeah. Like, I'd be the one, I'd be the dude though. In that. That's fair. I have the longer hair. He has such a cis way of looking at he does right oh dude okay (laughs) dude wow so i earned some points with that one (laughs) for me on what gives this one zero great job i i had an easier time with this episode because of lee than i think i would have had he not been such a strong actor in this one but still, there's a lot of problems with this one, and I'm going to give this one a 50, a flat 50. Oh, we were all over the place with this one. I didn't, I didn't Way bother to bring me the as curve much. Up, baby. Way to bring the curve up. Celebrating You're welcome. success. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hold on. What's that average? So she had a 70. Hold on. Let me pull up my calculator here. Oh, your cockamal jader. I can't do that by. All right. By Thomas, number. Wheel, wheel them off because you. All right. So we had down. a 70. Hold on. My computer's slow. Okay. 70 from AV. A 70 from AV. A 43 from Ryan. A 41 from Mike. Oh, Jesus. A 50 from myself, which averages out to a 51. What a, Avi brought us up into the 50s. As, as, so she's, she's the student that brought us up. Great job. Helping out that bell curve. Yeah. That's right. Hey, this episode <laughs> was still better than Mandalorian, so. Ooh. Ooh. Yikes. And for more on that, head on over to Back to Tank. Yeah, I mean... There's a lot of other ideas, I, and that, I think that's a good idea you had, Mike, that this we should have this kind of rubric because there were some points that I would take off in my mind for things like, you want a chance at the title? You just had to keep pushing, didn't you? Like, these are cliche lines, and the fact that Dean leaves at night to go look for the junkyard and then gets there by the morning in the small town. The junkyard like, was far away. Dude. Like, things that bothered me. <laughs> I don't know where you live, but junkyards are always on the outskirts of town, Thomas. Yeah, dude. Do you live, like, in a savage city? Like, it took him 12 hours to get there. <laughs> like, just... The really far away junkyard, dude. That that part's bothered me in general, but I think the grading Rubik could help because there's a few things that I want to see, but that how much of that is subjective fan want because it's the final season and how much of it is actual demerit points at this point. So I'm interested to see that. We'll probably incorporate that come, you know, next year at this point, seven episodes down 13 left one more as the mid season finale. And I'm mixed because a couple episodes ago, I thought we had a clear direction on where we were going and what we were going to be building up to. And it feels like we put pause on that. Thomas, <laughs> I was going to wait for the mid season finale to say this, but I think I'm going to say it now. Because we're on a roll. All right. 
I'm a little nervous now. Mm-hmm. Oh, you are? Yeah, I'm scared. Yep. I've been scared the whole fucking season. I, I was, I was, I'm still keeping the faith, but I'm getting scared. Mm-hmm. We're seven episodes in. And, you know, we were looking for the silver lining during the summertime that Jensen and Jared were going to be a part of that writing room, right? Yeah. They can have all the great story ideas ever. They can have so many great ideas, but if they're handing those ideas to Dab, he's going to execute them as well as his talent will allow. Mm. Yeah. Because I don't... Right. <laughs> I, and I don't have an, a problem with, and I think I've said this, I like Dab's concepts. Yeah. For the most part, they're kind of, he's in, I think he's in touch with Supernatural because a lot of his concepts are, you know, extensions of ideas that have already been set out. Mm-hmm. You know, he kind of reworks things, which would make sense because he has been in that room since season four. So what he does with it, I'm okay with the concepts, but outside of that, the way he executes things, it's very poor. Yeah. And we, and we gave him a break for many, we didn't start making fun of him until last season. We gave him two years. In mm-hmm. fact, the first season we spent the we entire were, year justifying Yep. Trying to make fans understand. We lost. We actually lost, lost a viewers. lot of listeners, listeners because yeah. they said you guys aren't being sincere. I've never read those emails, but I'm I'm telling you, I had at least a half a dozen where people would say you guys aren't being sincere. Every episode you're justifying. I'm like, no, we are being sincere. This is what we think he's doing. Obviously, we were fucking wrong. We were fucking way wrong. The All guy right, doesn't know how to write a TV show. No, we don't. How much more proof do we need? You've had four years. We've had just about four years. I think we can definitively say he doesn't know how to write. It's like I've said before. He's only ever written with his head down, looking where his feet are going week to week, episode to episode, line to line. And so then when you look up, you've gone all over the fucking map and you still aren't any closer to your destination. He doesn't look at an overall, where am I going? He just has, I wrote this week's episode. And I stand by what I said about this group of writers being some of the strongest because I do believe that. But these poor fucking writers who are talented need some goddamn leadership. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And they don't have it. They don't. I think honestly, I think we might be better off with someone like Davey running things. We would. Or even Steve Yoki. I believe we would. And we already know Barons can because he's halfway out the door anyways. Yeah. So I, I am getting a little nervous. I'm going to maintain the I faith think, and I'm going to stay positive. But it's completely normal, I'd say, at this point to feel nervous, dude. We, If Cricky himself were here, we might feel nervous because it's the final season. And unfortunately, with with the meat, most of what we've gotten so far has not been up to our standards well, for a me. final season. Yeah. Not even just us. The internet, the feedback, the st- I mean, I, I read our own. It's not own- been up to supernatural standards. It's not been up to, thank you, A.B. It has not been up to supernatural's standards. And when I look at where we are now and how I feel about now versus the last real kind of series-esque finale, season 11, there's no, com- there's no comparison. 
There just isn't. Now, keeping the faith, I think, is is reasonable. We all want this to be fantastic, but being nervous, I think, is completely understandable at the same I time. I want nothing more than for Dab to po- prove us all wrong. I want to eat crow. I've said that. I want him to just call us out on social media. Like, there you go, you motherfucking crossroads. How you like that? He can right. kill three characters called Mike, Ryan, and Thomas in the final episode if it fucking delivers. Because it's not personal. I love no. this show, and I want him to succeed, but I feel like he doesn't want himself to succeed. Yeah. Well, we got one episode left to to reset, reignite some sparks in our Who's excitement. Uh, Eugenie Ross Lemming. And Brad Buckner. And we'll talk about that during our preview discussion for Patreon. And it's directed by Richard Spate Jr. This is another one of his coming up. So we'll see. We've uh, got one more for the rest of 2019. And then we got a bit of a break before we get very close to the final 10 countdown. So for that, we want to thank everybody for listening. Remember to share the show with anybody who's a Supernatural fan. And we'll see you all next time. You little maggot. You are no longer a part of this story. Hey. Ass butt.